Welcome to the Even the Rocks podcast, where we believe that just like the rocks cry out proclaiming Jesus as our Savior, our symptoms cry out to help us support our temple. I'm Lindsay. And I am Danielle, and we are your hosts here. We are both nutritional therapy practitioners with a biblical worldview, and within this podcast, we will teach you the way God created our bodies to be innately intelligent. You will be pointed to Jesus and understand how to support your body best. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Even the Rocks podcast. In this episode, we are going to be discussing mineral balance and how all of the minerals in your body need to be supported and balanced for every function of your body. This is the foundational aspect of your body. And just like all the other foundations that we've gone over, if one foundation is off, if even within mineral balance, if one of your minerals is off, all of the functions in your body are going to struggle because they're overcompensating for other minerals being off in your body. Yes. um, So minerals was something new to me and I didn't really think of them other than like science class growing up. And I didn't, I mean, I knew that minerals were on my nutrition labels and I knew that they were in the vitamins and things, you know, down the vitamin aisle that, oh, obviously we need some of these, but there are, um, so when we think of minerals, you can think of vitamins and minerals or whatever, but minerals are, are have to be gotten. They're essential. They have to be gotten gotten, eaten, taken, um, from food source. <laughs> I don't know. And I was an English teacher, so I don't remember what that is. Anyway, your minerals are essential and, and they cannot be made in your body. There's not any of the minerals you can make in your body. So you have to eat them. So, or, or get them from something out external and you kind of have to be diligent about that. And I think, um, for me, minerals are also something that I would just kind of whatever I've got, I've, you know, I think about my food or used to think about my food and just calories and, and even macros. And I wasn't even thinking about the micronutrients that were inside the food that actually helps the function of the body. Um, so minerals are like, like Lindsay said, they're everywhere in our bodies. They're, um, they're required for, they're like cofactors to things, um, to make our body function well, um, there are multiple different minerals that we need, but Lindsay, where do you want to go with this? Do you want to go and talk about like functions of certain minerals? Do you want, like, do you want to talk about, cause there's so much we can go into, honestly, there's like this symptoms. We could have a whole entire podcast based on minerals because minerals are so important. So in respect for your time, yeah. <laughs> we're just going to do a brief overview of minerals. Now, the first mineral that I like to talk about and the first mineral that a lot of people don't understand, the first thing that people do that they don't understand that they're off balancing their minerals is salt. Now, the fact that a low salt diet um, is beneficial to your body was proven false in the 70s, I believe. Yep. Might be off on my dates, but that was proven false. That is still something that you're recommended to consume is a low salt diet, a bland diet. If you have any type of heart disorder or blood disorder in your life. Now I'm here to tell you again, that's been proven false. And I want to explain why that is because I don't want to just tell you, Oh, well that's wrong because that is something that there have been studies done. But the reason why a low salt diet is beneficial or helps with your heart health is because consuming table salt or consuming your typical white salt that you see in your salt shaker is extremely bad for your heart. It's extremely, not just your heart, but every function of your body, because that is one mineral. Salt is a mineral. Now, if you are just consuming sodium, you're going to off balance all of your other minerals because you're consuming a lot of sodium and not everything else. You know, In saying that, I consume a lot of salt. My salt does not look the same as your salt. My salt is picked up off the salt lakes in Utah, and it isn't even filtered, really. I drink salt water every every morning. In the bottom of my salt, I have a little bit of sand because it's not refined so precisely that it strips everything from your, from your minerals. It's a full spectrum mineral supplement is what quality salt 
when you go to the ocean, that is a quality salt because it's full spectrum. It's the way God created our ground. God created our ground to benefit our body. When we plant something, I grew up living. My dad has always had a garden. When we planted the garden, that food, the food that you're eating, the vegetables you're eating, the meat that you're eating, everything that you put into your body has minerals from the ground. Now, our ground is more depleted than it used to be because we do not regenerative farm because just like in the Bible, it says to rest your land every seven years. That is something that my dad has done. Um, we've had the same land for well, where my parents live now for 21 years. So at three of those years that we've lived here, we haven't farmed that garden just because my dad wants to replenish the soil. He spends a lot of time giving back to that soil because he knows that's important because God made our soil to benefit our body. Yep. And so, you know, just like salt, all minerals need to be balanced. Our ground needs to be balanced. So Danielle and I both supplement with mineral supplements because our ground is deficient. Now, going back to the salt, if you have Morton's table salt or any type of white salt that's just cheap salt from the grocery store, I typically say to use something until it's gone and be responsible with what you've had, what you have, but throw that salt away right now. Do you want to know trash can? Do you want to know? I'm going to insert here the reason for iodized salt in the first place was created to protect us for nuclear war because the they thought that if they put the the iodine in that salt because everybody has salt on their table right that when Russia would um, engage in nuclear warfare that that was why we had you know to protect our thyroids and so forth was to put that in there that is why we have iodized salt well oh I didn't know that yeah wow. so and that's kind of like why we have fortified food is still like fortified with iron, fortified, like your milks. So you'll even see on the, on the milk at the grocery store, it says fortified with usually D, A, I can't remember. There's always something, there's something else in the E maybe, um, like your fat soluble vitamins that they're putting those back in or your other minerals, um, they're putting iron in or extra iron in your cereals, like your kids cereals that are not really cereal. It's just a hunk of processed stuff that they're trying to put some healthy things in. Um, anything with like the heart Those logo. Heart healthy. Those are yep. synthetic. <laughs> Don't eat them. That's what we just read the same thing. If there's a heart logo on it, you can guarantee it's been fortified and it's actually not in its original form. It's probably not healthy for you just because it's got, you can put the heart little logo on it if it has heart healthy nutrients in it, which honestly a Snickers has heart healthy nutrients in it. Yeah. Let's be real. It's got some good quality fats and... And the American Heart Association was bought out by a lot of companies that don't support you so that they can tell you their food is healthy. Yep. Just a little tip. Yeah, just a little side note. And we'll put, we'll put some sources I've down in the show notes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um, but iodized salt is... Iodized salt is another um, product, a creation because made out of scarcity and kind of protection of the people in our country. So that's where that was from. But yeah, um, my salt, I, Oh, this is a funny thing too. Like thinking about ingredients. So when you look on the back of a Morton's, like and I just keep using Morton's as an example, cause they're probably the most known um, brand. Um, but if you look on the back package of that, I wish I actually had the Morton's um, salt down here with me while we were recording. It has salt in it, but then it's got like, four or five other chemicals in it or other products. I don't know if it's always chemicals, but other products. It's got anti-caking agent, agents and things like that. You know what? Salt is not hard to anti-cake if it's already been ground. You can just like slam it on the counter or with your own finger kind of pinch it off. Um, the salt that we both love, it does. It tastes like, I don't know. I I got so excited the first time I tasted it because it has a sweet aftertaste. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So I put that salt in probably most of my water throughout the day because I do struggle with, um, oh, here's, let's, let's continue on what salt does for our body. Let's talk about how salt, um, like I actually had a pelvic floor reconstruction and my bladder is messed up and like I have overactive bladder issues and things like that, you know, TMI, but whatever. Um, so the salt 
actually allows me to absorb my water. And what I mean by that is that I'm able to drink half my body weight in ounces of water and then some, depending on how hot it is or whatever I need, and that allows me to not feel like I have to pee every 30 minutes. So if you are drinking water, for example, and we're going to go into this in the next episode much deeper, but if you're drinking water and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't get my water in because I'm always on the toilet peeing, like constantly, then that would tell us as professionals that you are not, or you are having an imbalance of your minerals. And the, the first way, the first line of defense could be try putting some um, of our favorite salt, which is Redmond's Real Salt, in your water. And it's just, it's not like you're doing a whole teaspoon or it's not like you're doing a quarter teaspoon, just literally a pinch or a little shake of it in your water. Um, and that l- allows you, you to taste that really. You what? You can't even really taste that, the amount of salt that you put in your water. No. And if you do, it's like, because it was sitting on top still and it hasn't mixed in or whatever. Um, but that, and I like that, especially like we were talking about how hot it's been as we're recording this. Um, I'm in the Midwest and she's out West, right? Southwest, West. What's Oklahoma? I'm pretty much Midwest. Oh, okay, pretty much. Like she. No, you're not. You have a weird um, Southern accent. I'm like. You're in Oklahoma, and that's West to me. Oh, really? You're in West of I'm Mississippi. Southern. I'm Midwest. You're East. I am not. <laughs> yes, you are Eastern. I am Midwest. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, but like both of us, where was I even going with that? Oh, both of us were talking about how hot it's been and temperature, um, can, can mess up with like how you're absorbing your nutrients. If you're sweating, you're probably losing, well, you not probably, you are losing your minerals and you need to replace those. And the great first line of defense is putting some salt in your, some real salt in your water. Yeah. Some balanced salt. That's not going to off balance everything else. Yeah. You know, you're Whenever you are sore, when you are struggling with your muscles not contracting, this also goes to your heart health. Your heart is a muscle. Having quality minerals is going to help help contract and relax your heart muscle and every other muscle throughout your body. Your body is made up of muscle. And whenever that muscle can't relax and contract, then you're going to have a lot of different problems throughout your body, throughout many different functions that your body performs. Now, if you eat a lot of table salt or on the reverse, if you eat a lot, or if you are on a very bland salt-free diet, because a lot of times when people have too much salt, then they go and they consume no salt because their doctor told them to go on a bland diet. Now, the problem with this is you're going from one side of the pendulum to the very other and your body can't balance. And so what the problem is, is you need that balance. You need to support all of the minerals throughout your body. And so in doing that, taking a mineral supplement is very beneficial. Now eating quality food. Yes. I'm always going to, I'm always going to be about food first. Food is medicine, but in 2021, our ground, like I said before, is not as, it's, it doesn't have as many minerals in it, in it as it used to because we haven't been, we haven't been responsible with regenerative farming. And so because we have farmland that has been constantly farmed over and over, that is why we have a problem not getting min- quality minerals into our diet alone without supplementing with other things. Yeah. And so that kind of leads me into like, we were just talking before we started recording about um, supplementing and how people will always go to supplements first and things. And, you know, when we start thinking about aging, we think about our bone health and we think about, um, oh crap, are we going to have, am I going to get osteoporosis? Am I going to have brittle bones? Am I going to like worry about falling and things? And even like if you're like me and your knees crunch when you climb the stairs or if you are struggling with, you know, bone pains, um, that is also a sign, bone pains, <laughs> it's also a sign of a mineral imbalance. And a lot of times doctors will say, oh, go get yourself on some calcium. Now, let's talk about, again, going back to that fortified um, idea most of our foods in the United States are, if you get it from a box, 
if you get it from a frozen section, if you get it from um, any kind of preservative, like anything that has to be kind of preserved, it's going to have some kind of fortification of calcium in it. We are not calcium deficient, most likely. You can over- Does blood test say that you're cal- calcium deficient? Yes. So what happens is, is that if, let's just say you're taking calcium and you're like, okay, this is, I'm doing it for my bone health. I'm taking calcium and vitamin D, which, you know, they are cofactors together. Totally cool. But again, we've talked about um, vitamin D before that synthetic vitamin D is not the same as vitamin D that our bodies can make with the sun. Um, but that being said, if you overtake calcium, calcium is unlike many other minerals that we don't just pee out or poop out the excess it floats around and will go to places of weakness. Now, think about how many people like my mom and like my dad, bone spurs. Bone spurs are a great place for the excess calcium to roam to and try to fix and like go in and like fill the hole, right? Like fill that problem. Think about heart disease. If you are eating a constant inflammatory diet of processed foods, processed sugars, processed oils, all of this stuff, if you're constantly going through drive-thrus or you're using fast stuff at home or or, um, poor quality things at home, your arteries start having is arthrosclerosis. I can't say the word arthrosclerosis. Um, And that is that that weakening of the artery wall because you have a body that wants calcium floods to it. Calcium floods to it. Calcium is actually what is what the culprit is. That causes the hardened arteries. It is not cholesterol, by the way. So maybe we should do a whole episode on cholesterol too, because I really want to. (laughs) I'm writing that down because I really want to talk about cholesterol. Um, But calcium is something that you probably don't need to supplement. Lindsay, can you talk about what can help improve, other than vitamin D, um, what else can help improve our absorption of calcium that we're already eating so that we don't have to supplement? So like Danielle just said, we do get enough calcium in our diet. Most, even Americans who are deficient in a lot of things have enough calcium in their body. Now, the problem is, is I'm going to forever preach on this. The functions of your body matters. So if your body is not absorbing calcium, if you are low in calcium, Most likely you don't get enough fat in your diet. You need fat to be able to absorb that calcium so that it can go straight to your osteoblast, which help to who, which help to build your bones, to make your bones strong. You need to be eating a balanced diet. You need to be hydrated. Well, you need to have other minerals balanced when all your minerals are off. When one mineral is off, all your minerals are going to be off. So just because you have enough calcium in your body, it's not absorbed. You might be breaking bones constantly, but that's not because you aren't consuming enough calcium. That's because your functions of absorbing that calcium into your bones are not working properly. And so what you need to be doing is you need to be, like I say all the time, digestion matters. The way that your body breaks down your food the way that your body absorbs minerals into your body matters. You know, for me, I, thankfully I never broke a bone. Now looking back on my childhood, I really don't know how that was possible, (laughs) but I was not absorbing my minerals. I was eating personally. I was eating a lot of food from regenerative farmers. I grew up having farmers as my family. My grandparents were farmers. My aunt was a farmer. My dad has always had a great garden. My dad always cares about composting and putting nutrients, healthy, organic, supportive nutrients back into the ground. But my intestines were inflamed. My intestines were a disaster. My micro, my, my villi in my micro, my microbiome, they were a wreck. And so all of that resulted in my body, not absorbing minerals. You know, the one that I think that I most likely was the most deficient in is magnesium because, because of my body wasn't absorbing things. I was eating my salt as a child. I was eating Morton's table salt because that's what we're all given. That's the cheapest one on the, you know, well, the, the cheap brand is cheaper, but 
it's still the same thing. It's still chemicals. It's still toxic to our body because it's not the full form of what our body needs. We say this constantly. What God gave us is exactly what our body needs. So when we try to alter what God gave us, that's when we run into problems. God gave us salt in the ground. He literally gave us every, that, the salt water that he gave us in the oceans, in the great salt lakes, in, in Utah, on salt plains, that is the salt that God gave us to support our body because he knew because he crafted and functioned every function of our body together to need minerals, to need exactly what he gave us, to rely on the things that he gave us. And so to absorb calcium, you need to support all of these other functions that we are constantly talking about. Because yeah. without all of these functions, we won't have any type of mineral balance. Yeah. And you just talked about, you know, we just talked about calcium and then you went into what you um, struggle with being deficient in. And so some of the common deficiencies that we may have are iron, magnesium, and zinc. And I think I didn't ever, I never, ever thought about magnesium, but magnesium um, glycinate specifically is very supportive in women's women's health. Um, I'll just leave it as at that. And I can put some information down below in the show notes, but magnesium, if you are on a statin, you need magnesium to help support that heart. If you, um, magnesium, if you work out, if you are under high stress, if you struggle with blood sugar, if you basically, if you have any, um, issues, uh, magnesium is, is probably what you need. Um, and I, again, getting over the counter, minerals is probably not the best place to start. Um, if you can start getting magnesium from your food, like dates, dates have magnesium in them. Um, I'm trying to think what else has magnesium, um, your meat. Um, if you eat high quality red meat and that's something too, let's talk about red meat for a minute. Red meat seems to get like a really bad rap and it's gotten a bad rap from the heart, the heart association and other people in cahoots and for lack of better terms with that, um, area of health, red meat is a super food. Um, it has so much good of superfoods. Yes, absolutely. And it is definitely, um, something that like, okay. So think like, I think about the clients I work with and a lot of them come to me and of course they're, they're overweight or obese and deal with those kinds of things. But what I don't think they need to go on a clean diet, right? Of all white, clean diet. Yeah. Like, do you wash your food? Is that what makes it clean? I I, I don't know. Like, is it because I didn't wash my food? Mine's not clean. Anyway, um, but they'll come to me eating only chicken breast, only turkey breast. And I'm like, hey, where's your red meat? Like pork is a red meat. Where's where's your pork? Where's your, which I know some people are anti-pork. I am again, I'm going to, I'm from the Midwest and pork is like (laughs) from the, (laughs) I don't talk with an Eastern accent. Anyway, pork is like the thing, um, where I come from in Indiana. Like that is the Indiana pork producers or something that I don't know. There's just nothing like an Indiana pork producer anyway. Um, but they'll come to me and they won't have eaten their husbands will be hunters and they won't eat the meat from the venison, like the, the high quality venison that their husbands just butchered. They will not eat. A lot of women are scared of the red meat because of cholesterol, because of all the bad things. But there are so many micronutrients, micro minerals in there that are in perfect alignment, perfect balance with the fat and the protein and everything else with it that it, and if you eat a baked potato or you eat a sweet potato or you eat, um, broccoli or, you know, whatever it is with it, it's all going to work in harmony together. And I think that we dieting culture or nutrition, I don't even know what you want to call it. It's not even dieting culture really, but it's like fuzzy the waters between, Oh, we need this, this, and this versus no, actually you just need to eat the food and figure out what you're sourcing, figure out the balance of that. And, um, that's where a lot of times we get deficient because iron also comes from your red meat. Lindsay mentioned in another episode that we talked about that, that we talked about that if you have, um, thyroid issues, eating a lot of green leafy vegetables, which do have iron in them, 
are not going to support your thyroid at all. So you can get your iron from your red meat. And it doesn't, I mean, obviously the best quality red meat is grass-fed, grass-finished on the pasture, not fed corn. Let me give you a heads up here. Anything that is fed a quote-unquote vegetarian diet is being fed corn. And that is not their natural diet is not corn, just so you know. Um, vegetarian diets don't uh, provide the protein that the animal needs, don't provide the, um, like, was omnivorous or whatever, like letting them have their own say in how much and what and when they eat. So that also matters. You know, and there's a, there's a huge push to consume zinc. Everybody tells you to consume zinc, but when you consume zinc, when we're not even going to talk about the, the synthetic form of zinc, when you're consuming so much of one mineral, specifically zinc, you're going to deplete your body of copper. And so the point that we are trying to make, the point of, of mineral balance is that if you are consuming zinc every day, your body is most likely deficient in copper. So just like taking, just like salting your food and enjoying food that tastes good, you're deeply, you're by increasing one of your minerals too highly, you're decreasing your other mineral. Zinc and copper, they repel each other like the backs of magnets. It's really bad for your body because copper is really important for a lot of different functions of your body. Copper is essential for your body. And so whenever we, you know, we see that we go, we go up to a huge suit, a huge health food store, even if you buy the healthiest, the most organic, the, the best quality supplements that you can buy. If you walk up to the aisle and you're like, Oh, um, it's flu season. I better grab some zinc. Oh, I better grab some vitamin C. I better grab all these different things that are going to support my body. But the problem is, is that when we start taking minerals that are over the counter, when we don't understand the mineral balance, we're not helping our body supportively. Now, yeah, you might take zinc during flu season or whatever. I'm not going to say the other word. (laughs) I hate that word. Viral season. (laughs) You might take supplements and they might help you right now. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that makes it hard to to explain to people, to help you to understand what is really going on down deep in your cellular structure. Because if your cells are unhealthy, your body's going to be unhealthy. And so what we advocate for, what we empower you to do, our main goals in our business is to empower you to understand your body. And by understanding your body, you have to understand that everything has to be in balance. And so walking up to your health food store or getting a supplement that someone told you was healthy without understanding your body. Now, now here's the thing. You might be deficient in a certain supplement. If you get a blood test and you're, you're deficient in XYZ mineral. My first question is going to be, why are you deficient in that mineral? Not, oh, well, you need to be taking zinc because you're deficient in zinc. You're deficient in copper. You're deficient in iron. You need to be taking this. You're deficient in magnesium. You need to be taking this. Why are you deficient in that? Yep. What's going on in your body so that you're not absorbing that into your cellular structure? And so if you're deficient in a specific mineral, what I am going to do as a practitioner in my business is first go to, okay, how much fat do you consume? Because fat, even non-fat soluble vitamins, they help shuttle things into your cells. I'll say it again. Your cellular health is key. We talk a lot on even in the rocks podcast, how everything is foundational to scripture. God has foundations. We, we base this entire podcast on the cornerstones of our faith. The cornerstones of God is, Jesus is our cornerstone. He is the foundation for everything that we believe in scripturally. Now, he is also the foundation because he created our body. He created every function of our body. He created every 
teeny tiny cell that you cannot see with your blind eye. He created those purposefully because he is the master scientist. <laughs> yeah, I mean. He created science. And so understanding those things are key. So like I said, when you come to me and you need help with your mineral balance, what kind of fat are you eating? Are you eating fat that's going to help your cellular structure, that's going to help your cell membrane to absorb these minerals, to absorb vitamins, to absorb your nutrients? How does your gut health look? I am, y'all know, I am all about digestion and about the, the, the small and your large intestines and how their health is going and how the health of the lining of your mucosal, the mucosal lining of your small and large intestines. How is that absorbing your vitamins and your nutrients? Are you just eating food and pooping it out and not digesting it? Yep. Well, then even if you eat all of the most mineral dense, best food you can possibly eat, if you're not digesting it properly, you're not absorbing it. And so therefore you're going to be mineral deficient. You're going to get sick. You're going to have all of these other problems. Your skin is going to be weak. Your hair is going to be weak. Your eyesight's going to be weak. You're not going to, your muscles are going to be tired. You're not, your brain isn't going to function. You're going to have mom brain. You're, that's what everybody calls it. You're going to have brain fog. You're yep. going to be tired. You know, we talked in the, in the, uh, in the digestion module. We talked in the blood sugar er, module. <laughs> episode. Words, episode. I'm on a roll here. <laughs> yes, you are. Whenever we talked in those episodes, if you have all these different things, like we've said before, all of the foundations have to support each other. If you have one cornerstone of your house that's crumbling, you're going to be basing the rest of your health. The rest of your house is going to be falling because it's overcompensating for that one corner. That's the same way with your digestion, with your, with your blood sugar regulation, with your mineral balance, with hydration, with your fatty acids, with your diet, with all of these different things that we base our entire businesses on. And so supporting the foundations and supporting all of them to work together to absorb these minerals. Most of us, we, I would dare to say that we get a lot of minerals into our diet that we try to supplement with a lot of different things but we're not absorbing them. And so that's where a lot of our problems lie. Yep. No. And that's, I think that some things to think about when um, you just brought up the idea that the cornerstone and God's design, and he is the ultimate scientist. And, you know, he didn't expect for us to be under high stress all the times and no. high stress will cause us to like, um, just we deplete our mineral or our minerals by being under allowing ourselves. I want to say allowing ourselves to be in high stress situations all the time. Um, high blood pressure and high sugar that can all in like sugar imbalances and high insulate insulin not insulated insulin levels. Um, eating a ton of refined carbohydrates, lots and lots of coffee and caffeine. Um, inappropriate use of alcohol, even like excessive amounts of alcohol, excessive amounts of alcohol can be different for each person, bio-individuality, but really alcohol period can deplete you of your minerals. Um, if you have too, like Lindsay was saying, too high of calcium, too high of copper, too high of anything can deplete you of a lot of minerals. And we were never meant to be like input all that stress we were never meant to experience all that stress nonstop. And honestly, a lot of this goes back to our lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And people don't think that they're stressed today. Yeah. Don't think, like I used to think, oh, I'm not a stressed out person. I never get stressed. Opening my phone causes stress yep. on my body. Driving down the road and braking too quickly or seeing a car that is stress. It's not like overly stressed, having a panic attack, having an anxiety attack, because we're so used to stress at this point. Our body isn't. Our body, every time that we have stress, our body reacts like it is being chased by a bear. Yep. Your cells are being chased by a bear and you're trying to survive. So what happens when we're surviving? Everything else gets shut down. Yep. 
when we're thriving, everything is working properly. So when I am running from a bear, when I open my phone and I read something I don't like, when I open my phone and I, I, I hold my breath, whenever I read my phone and I get upset because social media, we can scroll three things and two of them we don't like. Yep. When we are under that amount of stress, our body is constantly running from a bear. So what is in constant stress, meaning everything is shut down. When I'm, when I am holding my phone and eating my food and I'm eating my lunch and I might even be eating slowly, I might be enjoying my food. I might be paying attention to my food and trying to chew my food and, and support my digestion. But if my body is stressed out because I'm looking at my phone and scrolling on social media and I see something I don't like and I'm constantly, even if it's subconsciously, Mm -hmm. that is still taking over my body and it's still, my body is reacting like I am being chased by a bear because we're not meant to endure that kind of stress. That kind of stress is depleting, first of all, stress depletes your magnesium and plummets it. But every other mineral follows suit. And so just like I just said, everything shuts down. My big thing is digestion. I'm always going to harpoon on digestion. Goes back to digestion. You're not going to be absorbing your food. So therefore by your stress, you just depleted your, 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 you just depleted your minerals and then you're eating food that you're having to spend all of your energy passing it through your body without breaking it down, without digesting it, without absorbing it. So you're not getting your minerals and your nutrients and your vitamins from the food that you are consuming. And it's just going straight into your toilet. So back to our episode the, uh, last week where we talked about blood sugar regulation. Whenever you, sp- you think you're spending a lot of money on healthy food, You're spending even more money on your poop. You are literally spending money on poop. Yeah. I cussed right there. (laughs) You are spending money on poop because you're paying attention to your phone. You're paying attention to, you're being a good mom. You could be good to being an excellent mom and only eating the food that is left over from your kids. You're only focusing on your kids playing and trying to be a good mom and giving them time and, and giving all of your kids all your time and caring so much about your children that you care more about them than your own body. When you're doing that, you are spending money on poop. Yep. And, and because of that, you're going to end up with health concerns and all these problems and you're going to have terrible future because you were not supporting the functions of your body yeah. because you didn't make your kids sit down like your grandparents made you do sit down at the table, talk about your day, put your phone away. You know, in my house at my parents' house, we still, it is 2021. And when we go to my parents' house, my mom always sets the table. My mom always cooks the meal. I, I did not like, I had a lot of digestive dysfunctions, but my mom did a lot of things right. She constantly was making homemade meals. She was making food that supported our body. I, I had my own issues that are besides all of this, yep. but we sat down at a table. The telephone is your phones are never allowed at the table. My parents still have a house phone. When it rings, you don't answer it during the table. We finish our meal. This is very rare, and I'm very thankful for this. We finish every meal. Now, my dad's a coach, so it's not every night of the week that we did this growing up. But every meal that we have in our house at our table, we finish it with devotions. We finish it by my dad reading at least a chapter of the Bible. A whole chapter. That takes a minute. Yep. He wasn't just reading short chapters. We actually just got through reading all of Job. It took us several months, but we read a chapter of Job every night after dinner. Now, I have a six-year-old brother. I know a lot of people my age that are like, oh, we read, we read, you know, short 
Bible story when you're reading the Veggie Tales or you know whatever book to your kid as they're going to bed to the foundations of Scripture. You know, I read a statistic one time: the kids that are raised in Christian homes, the kids that are raised in church, when they go into their 20s and into their 30s, the kids that become adults and walk away from the faith versus the kids that stay in the faith and follow Christ throughout their adult life and into their young adulthood and into their adult life. The one consistency in kids that continue to follow Christ is they watched their parents read the Bible in their home. Yep. The only thing that helped children continue to follow Christ through their lifetime. Yeah. And that's again, a lifestyle behavior that, you know, I, like you've said so many really good things here that, you know, when <laughs> we go on rant, y'all. <laughs> you did. I love this. I just shut up. Like when we go on rants, we just shut up and wait and just let it go because it's like, it's something like God. Is- <coughs> I need some water. I just talked a lot. Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> you can take a break for a second if you need to. Um, but I, when we were, when my kids were really young and even to this day, people will come up and, and like literally talk to me or my husband and say, oh my gosh, your kids are so well behaved because they didn't need a screen at the dinner table. My kids do not get to have a screen at the dinner table because that is our time where we get to just like even connect with one another, not even just our food, but connecting with one another and never once like how rude is it or how not rude, it is rude, but how often are you out at dinner or out in public and you see people on a date? Oh, I have another rant. They are on their phones. Nobody talks. And then it gets me so frustrated. Like, you know, you'll be out in public. Like we were at the pool one day and, um, I was just watching. I like to watch people a lot. And my, this one mom was just constantly on her phone. Well, her kid was stuck in like, I don't know what, what is that? Like the pool that goes in a circle, you know, like, like it has a, like you, a lazy you, pool? it's a what? Like a lazy pool. Yeah, it's like a lazy pool. And so, like, these kids were in there, and this one girl was, like, holding on to the edge and couldn't hold on anymore, so I grabbed her. She had floaties on, so I knew she wasn't going to, like, die or anything, but I grabbed her. I'm like, hey, where's your mom? Her mom was on the edge of the pool, like, on a bed thing, on her phone, not even paying attention to her kids. And I'm like, you know, that was a, a sweet little girl that could have had some kind of something happen to her. Yeah. Distraction. Distraction from the Bible. When you are not getting the actual word and you're getting someone else's word and not diving in for yourself, you are going to be easily led astray. When you are not, um, when you are so stressed, things become your new norm. So I'm going to go and like kind of give a little bit of a sciencey background on how our bodies adapt to stress and what happens. Um, so let's just say that um, you're you're a cop. You're out, you're constantly stressed, you're constantly living life like super under stress, or maybe you're just a mom who is super stressed, trying to work from home or not work or like worried about finances, all of these things, right? And you go throughout your day eating whatever you can to kind of get by, be honorable with the money that you have and not worry about, you know, not have to work and not have to put anybody, anybody else in worry. Then you work out throughout the day, um, your body sees exercise just as if you were getting ready to be in a car accident, your body sees exercise as stress as well. So your body doesn't differentiate between good and bad stress. It doesn't know any different that if you just had a fight with your husband or your mom or sibling or anything like that, your body knows no different. When you don't intentionally get away from those stressors. And some stresses, some stress, it's no stress is good, but sometimes it's good to like, like in working out, Talk more on that too. Okay. I'll be, I'll be just a minute. Um, but like, so when your body, when you are constantly under stress and you don't ever come back down from stress, your body's like, Oh, okay. This is our new normal. So let's figure out how to manipulate our body to function at this new stress state. So we're constantly, if you're watching me, you can see that my hands going up. So like living life up here, Versus where you should be living life is where your body calls homeostasis. 
Well, your body, again, you cannot outsmart the dang body. It's going to make a new homeostasis, which is up here. And the side effects of living at a new level of homeostasis is mineral deficiency, is high blood pressure, is um, diabetes, is heart disease, is um, cancers, is all different kinds of things. And it all starts with your lifestyle. Now, exercise, there is, so there is a difference between exercise stress and relate, you know, like other types of stress as well. But exercise stress can, the idea of exercise is you go to exercise, you increase your level of stress. So your body has to learn to adapt to that new level of a stressor. And then you ideally give it enough time after after to come back to homeostasis. So it's like a practice. It's like a practice that pushes that threshold that you are more resilient to stressors in different areas of life. Now, if you are already living a high-stress life, you're not sleeping at least seven hours a night, if you are drinking lots of alcohol, dehydrated, having poor lifestyle habits, that workout... Constantly working out. Constantly working out. You still do not get to a place of like true homeostasis for your body. And that's what your body is desiring. So if it has to create its own homeostasis, you better believe it's going to do that. But you're going to have the side effects that you're like, oh, I just need to go to the doctor and get a pill. Or I need to go do this. Or I need to eat sugar-free, fat-free, low sodium. And really what you're doing is continuing to deplete your body because many pharmaceuticals, while they do work for what they say that they're going to do, they deplete your body of other things. So at everything you do is a cost. We talked about this too in the blood sugar regulation. I almost said module episode. <laughs> we talked about this too, like the cost. Everything you do costs. Lindsay and I sitting here and recording this episode for you is at a cost to our own businesses personally to our families personally, to our spouses, to, you know, the housework or my dirty house. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm not trying to call you. I was calling myself out. Um, but it's at a cost. And I know that that sounds trivial, like, oh, my housework or whatever. But I only get my kids under my roof for maybe 18 years. And I only have, it's like that time has already gone. I have an 11 year old boy that was a preemie one day. And, and like, now he's 11 year old boy, like, you know, prepubescent. And it's so sweet. I love watching him change. But every day I'm like rubbing his cheeks because I know one day those cheeks aren't going to be soft baby cheeks anymore. So I'm just like sitting there rubbing them. And he always, he'll let me, he does let me do, do this, but he'll let me rub his cheeks. And he'll let me like, you know, like love on him as much as I can so that he can be secure and prepared for when his wife comes and takes over basically for my job. Um, but I think that what we forget is that everything costs. No matter what you do, even the excitement of this, like my heart's beating, like I'm excited about what I, what we were just talking about. That's a stressor. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's a good stress. Like that, that's good for your body. Just like you said, to bring that to another level and then relax and, and have that fluctuation because that is important. You don't want to just be a melancholy, just constant. That's not good for your body because like you said, your body needs to have that fluctuation so that it knows how to function when you're chased by a bear. Nope. When you have something high stress in your life, you need to have that fluctuation. But in our day to day, we are constantly stressed. And so making time to relax your body, Making time to not be high stress. Go for a walk. Yep. The other day I had a client and I was like, listen, leave your house. I told her, I said, you want coffee? Go get a coffee. You can walk. I said, I want you to eat something before you leave. Eat an egg. She made an egg. I said, now go for a walk. Go for a walk. When you get home, when you are on your way back to your house from a walk, you can get a coffee. I said, I don't even care how much sugar, how much whatever. It can be the nastiest, most unhealthy coffee from Starbucks. But I want you to get out of your house and go for a walk and enjoy the trees. Just, just enjoy breathing outside. She called me back and she was like, so I didn't get that coffee. I felt really good after that walk. I was like, yep. I knew it. Yep. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Yep. Well, and that's what... 
completely okay if she would have got a coffee too. Yeah. Because letting your body just get back to <sighs> breathe. Just take a minute. Whenever you're listening to this, pause this podcast for a second. Just listen to your heart. Take a deep breath. Listen to scripture. Turn this off. Go to the Bible po- or the Bible app. Yep. And listen to a script. Listen to your daily scripture for the day. Just give your body a rest for just a second. Yeah. See how you feel. And, and go back. And I think that people think that they have to do it all, and they have to look or do it a certain way. Honestly, like I, when I get overwhelmed, I start to feel. I've at least identified it as overwhelm for me. I start to feel it everywhere. And if I let overwhelm continue to happen to me, even if I'm doing everything right, like I'm doing everything right, things I can't control, right? Like things I can't control overwhelm me because I can't control them. They belong to God, not me. That's my thing to pray. But when I can't get past that because my flesh was like constantly like thinking and thinking and thinking and I've got myself in circles. Sometimes exercise is not the answer. Sometimes for me, it is throwing a backpack on my back and running to the woods and throwing up a hammock and just laying there until like just staring at the clouds above me and looking and until I can finally see clarity until I can finally see God in the mess of that overwhelm I was dealing with. And then guess what? It may be an hour. It may be three hours. It may be four hours. But when I head to the woods, my husband knows. He's like, okay, just go. Take care of yourself. That's taking care of myself. Taking care of myself is not my nails. It is not my hair. It is not my makeup. It is not um, clothes shopping. It is not, that is not self-care. Self-care is doing the things that make us alive make us thrive and bring us back to the foundation of who is actually in charge. And you know, I'm not, I'm not going to like put down anybody that's on any kind of medication because I'm on thyroid medicine and I don't know if I'll ever be off of it, honestly. Um, And I know there are some people on um, um, mental health medicines, right? And sometimes we need those medicines to get us over the edge or to just kind of maintain us. But that is not an excuse because we're on a pill or we're on medicine, that's not an excuse to not take care of our end of the bargain. Just because Jesus died for us on the cross and he gave us eternal salvation doesn't mean that we don't have to do our part to go and make disciples. Doesn't mean that we don't have to do our part to surrender to him and to his will and not our own. When quite frankly, oftentimes I just want to sleep in. I just want to sleep in all day and not talk to anybody, not evangelize, not tell people about my faith and not speak up on my faith. And yet it's not what I'm called to do. I have to go ahead. Oh, we don't have to do all, we don't have to do all of these things. Yep. Jesus saves us because we believe in him period. Yep. Now, if we do believe in him, if we do love him, we do those things, those things, Repenting even, yep. repenting for our sins is an act that we do once we believe and once we love him and know we are a sinner, I am a sinner, and I need Jesus. Everything else is secondary. Everything else is because of him. Yep. And so exactly like you said, everything else, period. I mean, Jesus died. I need him. I believe in him, period. Yep. 100% agree. And I think that that like, when you think minerals, I think, I don't know if I speak for you, but I think I do, um, that we together believe that our minerals are just like the foundations, like the little pebbles that may have fallen um, in our life that we don't know that we necessarily need until we're starting to experience symptoms that are like, oh, crap, what's wrong? Like, I'm only, you know, I've got clients in their 20s on blood pressure medicine. And it's awful. And then, you know, I'm just thinking like everything goes back to the foundations, being responsible with what we've been given, um, being responsible for our part, taking ownership and actually doing the work that we need to do on our end. Yeah. 
you know, I didn't know all these things. I didn't know. I didn't really think I was a stressed out person. I thought I was super chill. But God brought me down to my lowest I could possibly be. And the only out he would give me was run away to the mountains, get away from everything, get away from any stressor you can possibly think of. I mean, ironically, I went to where the bears are. Right. And you know, I would sit on the edge of a cliff and I, I got to a place where my life wasn't stressful. My phone only worked as a camera in the wild. That's also a reason why my business is called Wild and Well. (laughs) I got to a place where I was constantly enamored by creation. Constantly enamored by what he created and why he created it just for my enjoyment. My job wasn't stressful. Nothing in my life. And I get this is my story and this is how God healed me. I got to a place where stressors did not impact my life the way that they do now or the way that they did before. And I would sit on the edge of those cliffs and the stress would overtake my body. And it was, it was exhilarating and it was exciting and it was so much fun to sit there and take my picture and send it to my mom and freak her out. <laughs> and I loved looking over the edge of the cliff and thinking one wrong centimeter and I could be dead. And then I would step back and I would feel peace again. And that is how we should feel about stress. We should feel, oh my goodness, this is terrifying. Oh, this is terrible. And then breathe again and feel amazing. And that peace after sitting on the edge of a cliff is some of the best peace you can find. Some of the absolute best peace I've ever experienced is after I move away from the cliff's edge. That's how we should feel about stress. But we don't. We see something on social media and we paste a hate, we post a hateful comment or we keep scrolling or we, we block that post because we don't want to see it or we get mad or we comment on it or we, we text somebody else and we tell somebody else what we saw on Facebook. I deactivated my Facebook yesterday because I was feeling this way. <laughs> but deactivated. I was like, I'm done. But you're right. Because I didn't feel that peace because I saw something because I watched a video and then I watched another video because I was like, Oh my goodness, I need to see if this is real. So I need to go do more research and see if this is real. And then I need to see this video and then I need to see what's going on in this country. And then I need to see what, what my friend says about it. So I'm going to call my friend and I'm, and then I'm going to go over to my mom's house and she's going to talk about it. And it's just this constant, constant cycle of that stress that you feel on the edge of the cliff that used to feel exhilarating. And that stress was good because, again, it brought me up to that level. And then that peace felt even better. But yesterday, I didn't experience that peace because my body was constantly seeking more stress. Because that's where we get. When we go up to that next level, when our body continues to need stress, because you'll get to a point where you need that stress. When, when you're in adre- what, what you think is adrenal fatigue, when your body is is when you when you wake up and you're anxious and you you're frustrated and you have all these things going on in your life when you wake up and you're like oh my goodness I just need to work out working out will help me my workout is gonna is gonna bring me back so you work out you add more stress to your stressed out life and you still you might think that you're feeling peace because of that workout but it's 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 bringing you to a whole nother level so that you can come back down to your stress level and you think that you're going to feel that peace at your stress level, but then you're just anxious. So you work out to bring yourself back to another level of stress. Yeah. Um, And I think that you, um, real quick, that if you think that you perform well under stress, you're wrong, you're wrong and you're mineral depleted, period. Period. You need some minerals. Yes. You need salt water. Yes. (laughs) So with that said, I think we're going to wrap up this episode on minerals today. Um, We hope that you understood that minerals are vital. Like you have to get them from food. You can't just make them in your body. Your body just doesn't overcompensate. 
It is going to be smart if you're not getting the minerals. It's going to be smart and it's going to do whatever it has to do to make your body stay in homeostasis. Because Stress. your body's smarter than you are and you can't trick it. No, you can't. And on that, we're going to end on that. You can't trick your body. Drink your salt water. Make sure it's quality salt. Make sure you're taking your minerals and reduce that stress. We'll see you later. Bye later. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can support this podcast by going to co-ko-fi.com slash even the rocks podcast or find this link in the show notes. This helps to support us continue to make these episodes available to you. If you would like to work with either of us, you can find us on Instagram at even the rocks podcast or email us at even the rocks podcast at gmail.com. If you found this podcast helpful, please rate us at five stars and leave us a review. We appreciate you greatly for listening.